Before we begin our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we're recording on. For Cass, it's the Borogagal people, and for Haley, it's the Dharawal people. After 10,000 years, I'm free. It's time to conquer Earth. Hi there. This is not Jennifer Coolidge, and that was my audition for Rita Repulsa in the new Power Rangers Gay Force. It's all full of homosexuals. Anyways, I'm not sure if I can talk about that. So in the meantime, listen to Drag Me Out Official and talk about that with your friends. This video is not sponsored by Jennifer Coolidge or Power Rangers, but supported by a flaming Midwestern homosexual with nothing better to do at this time. And listen to the podcast, dumbass. Now, a quick word from our unsponsored sponsors. Do you want to go to sleep with a different celebrity every night? Do you ever think of smothering someone, but your pillow is too basic? Then we have the perfect pillowcases for you. Hero Huggers by Rennie. Hero Huggers by Rennie encourages testing on animals. According to the scientists at Drag Me Out University, they have proven results that people who purchase Hero Huggers by Rennie improve their sleep by 83.768%. Phones are ringing off the hook with orders, so get yours now. Or alternatively, go to Hero Huggers by Rennie on Etsy. Sleep soundly knowing your heroes are right next to you. Hero Hookers by Rennie, where heroes lie. Now animals were harmed during the making of this commercial. No one had dragged me out official as a science degree, but they have watched things about Scientology. No research has been done to support these statistics except our own biased opinion. Pillow not included. I just forgot the name of the show. Okay, 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 I got it, I got it, okay. All right, everyone, welcome to Drag Me Out. I think I'm Grumpy Barbie this week. I'm Cass. And you are? functional barbie i'm going functional barbie you're going functional you're actually having a decent week are you yes that's great that is fantastic and we are here to talk uh some uh uh pancreas shit some drag race shit some conspiracy theory shit oh i forgot regular shit uh for however long Haley deems this episode to be lengthwise um uh cast is not exactly in the best frame of mind to be doing this this week but you know what let's just roll with it how was your week how was your week so this week to piss off my husband I am going to be pointing out the parts of his head that he's going bald. Stay toxic, ladies. So, actually, I've cracked the service industry. I've cracked it. Cracked it wide open. Okay. As you know, bought a house, homeowner now. Thank you. And, oh, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and Scottish slumlord. And, yes, Let's Scottish slumlord. Um, I've got a bunch of, I was going to say leprechauns, but that's Irish. That's Irish, yeah. And potatoes, that's also Irish. What is Scotland? I got Loch Nessie. I'm building a home for you. Loch Ness, unicorns, and thistle. I'm getting quotes um, for different things, and I'm getting quotes for my house to be painted. 
contacted a friend of a friend, said, look, this is the measurements. I can, I gave them like the floor plan, which they have on the real estate website. Yep. And I think this included the trims, the doors, the ceiling. I hope it does. It's not outside, it's all interior. And just the walls, no feature walls. I think that's what this quote included because it was $10,000 to just paint the inside. Anyway, I was like, hmm, don't really want to spend that. So I then contacted someone else, friend of a friend again. I said, how much interior? I said, the same stuff. I don't need the garage done. I don't need the trims or the doors done. And I just want a base coat. I'll, I'll give you the color. It's pure white now. You won't have to do anything to it. And I got between 4500 and 5000 I'm like, that's better. So I sent her another message. I'm like, I can do cash, 2600 <laughs> I'm like, done. I'll see you there. So I've just cracked the service. I'm just going to offer cash to everyone. I'm going to, I'm having another two quotes from a wardrobe company who is like a family owned. It's not one of those chains. Um, so I'm hoping like, you know how much for cash and get maybe a little discount. I'm just going to throw cash at everybody now. Because it saved me what, first of all, eight grand and then pretty much half. That's how I know the government's fucking us because that's just like, this is a free day for them. They buy the materials, including paint, by the way. Um, so yes, cracked the service industry. I'll be offering cash for everything now. Much easier, even though they're trying to make us a cashless society. Um, okay, so because I've been working with banks and I've been looking at different banks and we've decided to go with NAB. And you used to work in banks, right? Yes. I want to know, because I was testing my husband, I want to know if you know your acronyms. I have them here. It's been 23 years, but let's try it. All <laughs> right. right. I don't even know if we had acronyms back then. <laughs> I'll start you off with some easy ones. We go ANZ. Australia, New Zealand. Mm-hmm. NAB. National Australia Bank. CBA. Commonwealth Bank of Australia. Yep. BOQ. Bank of Queensland. Yes. RBA. Reserve Bank of Australia. Yep. All right. Now we're getting to the hard ones. HSBC. Uh, that's the Hong Kong Bank, but I can't remember what the need, acronym is for. I need the full acronym, please. <clears throat> Hong Kong San Banking Corporation. Hong Kong Shanghai Bank of China. ING. Do we even know what that acronym is? We do. Well, I do now because I Googled okay. it. But Okay. Um I-N-G. Hmm? The one with the lion. Um, I. In, oh, international. Oh. N- 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 nanny. <laughs> I don't know. I've got no idea. It's International Nederlanden Group. So. Netherlands, I'm guessing. It's yeah, n- yeah. Dutch. Dutch. Yeah. Um, AMP. Australian Mutual Partners. Close. Provident is the last word. And then 
my bank that I'm with now, I see you. I see you too. <laughs> I see you too. <laughs> which whenever I Google it's comes the, up with intensive it, care unit. <laughs> it's the Illawarra Credit Union. Correct, yes. But anyway, I thought the ING and the AMP were the hard one. Um, everything I, else. Hey, yeah. I was 66% on the AMP. And that's all this for this week. Wonderful. How was your week? It was a little up and down. It was good. Employment, being employed is always good. Mm-hmm. Uh, some uh, internal stuff that we've had to deal with. Not so good. Uh, got my legs waxed yesterday. Saw the lovely Anesta. Um, I think she took more skin off this time. Been feeling a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, uh, did a little bit of shopping. Not a lot. A little bit. I knew you were going to ask me about my week when I was having a shower this morning, and I can't. There you go, viewers and listeners. Imagine me having a shower. Um, uh, and I was, I had everything prepared, and I couldn't remember. I, I can't remember what I was thinking. I did this. I can't remember. It was just an. Or, uh, I feel like we haven't done this for a while. But what's your hyperfixation meal for this week? Ooh, how many? I've actually had a couple, but. I, um, I was craving sayos with butter and jam mm-hmm. this week and I got that and it was everything I wanted. And then some, the other thing that I've been craving that I thought I might be able to get at the airport when we go down to Melbourne, but it, I, I Googled their menu and I can't, I want a lime milkshake or a lime thick shake and, uh, Krispy Kreme don't do them. Anymore? Ever. Oh, because I don't think I remember you getting a milkshake when it was the Blue life. Haven, yeah. and they've still got those. Okay. So it looks like it's going to have to be Blue Haven if I if I want a milkshake. But I've been desperately trying to get my hands on a lime milkshake. What about so, you? Um, so right now it's grilled chicken with rainbow coleslaw and corn chips, and also the dressing is I paid a little bit of money for it, but it's this like clear bottle it's just it's like a it's honey garlic sort of dressing it's in the aisles at Woolies um that's what makes it gives it a little bit of tang and it's got a bit of crunch it's kind of like the chicken chicken um you get them at KFC now they do those they're like round chicken salads and then they put corn chips in them yeah yeah yeah, so it's kind of like that, but obviously a little bit healthier. And I don't have the spicy mayo because I don't like spicy mayo. Um, so yeah, I've been having those the last couple of days. Um, oh, I tell you what, I had a craving for last night though. Hmm? Beef ribs. Beef ribs. I want some beef ribs. Oh, bless your heart! Look at you go. No, so oh beef my. ribs. Stop it. All right. Done. Yeah, so beef ribs. I've been craving some beef ribs. Maybe we can facilitate that down in Melbourne. I don't know. Um, I'll share beef ribs. I don't want to do pork. I'll share beef ribs. No, 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 beef ribs. Yeah, Yeah, 100%. Done. We just need to make sure that we find a place that has beef ribs. Correct. Yeah, so uh, because we know they listen to this. Ego, Jane, Ariri. And Mark slash Matt, 
We need to find a place that has beef ribs, please. Beef ribs. I just want to say, if we do find a place with beef ribs, Mark, if you order carbonara, I'm going to stab you. We got to kick your fucking ass. (laughs) (laughs) We discovered this thing. I don't eat burgers very often. Uh, we jumped on Uber a few weeks ago to have a look and there's a new place that's open. So part of their opening deal and they still got it is you get two for one, mm-hmm. right? So they have this really nice kicks KFC's ass when it comes to a chicken burger, oh, a fillet burger. But it, this is what I'm saying, right? So uh, so two burgers are like $11.50. Pretty good, right? Mm. Um, and then the missus said to me, oh, can I get some chippies soon? Yeah, sure. So I thought I'll get a dipping sauce just for if I want one or two of the chips. And it was a Coca-Cola barbecue sauce. Game changer. Saying it right now. Coca-Cola barbecue sauce. Unfuck. You know what? I'm actually through the week going to buy a couple of those burgers and I'm going to get some of the sauce and I'm going to bring it down to Melbourne. Okay. It's fucking good. <laughs> it's so good. Dunskies. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's share, let's share these beef ribs. Beef ribs. Oh, my pancreas. This week, yep. has there been anything in particular that has caused your pancreas to become yep. inflamed? Yep. Yep. Go ahead. It has. We're very, very appreciative of our small subset of uh, fans that we have accumulated over the last 11 months, 10, 11 months. We are truly grateful for you. We love you. We know most of you or we're related to most of you or we're good friends with most of you. But there are some people who wander in and out mm-hmm. and that that's fine. I cannot stress this enough when I tell you that we do this podcast and this YouTube thing for free. We also do it for other reasons. And the other reasons being it, it kind of keeps us a little bit sane. It's something for us to do with some of the spare time that we have. Uh, It's a little bit of fun, a little bit of mucking around. If anything comes of it, great. If it doesn't, it doesn't. If you're somebody who comes in and you listens to it, we can't, we don't get a lot of feedback from you guys. But if you come and see it on the YouTube, it's an open fucking forum. And I completely get that. And we have asked in the past that anything that you want to say, even if it's bad, please make it constructive. We can't learn unless it's constructive. Do not come on there and say things like, what are the fuck are those two flags at the beginning? I'm sorry, uneducated buffoon. That is the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander flags. I know the flags of Indigenous cultures in other countries. You should educate yourself and do the same fucking thing. Also, it's the outline. It is because we have the disclaimer read by my lovely wife at the beginning. Mm -hmm. The second thing is also, If you have anything bad to say, I highly suggest you fucking keep it to yourself unless it's constructive because you know what? If you want your fucking money back for watching it, you can have it. Oh, guess what? You don't pay. It's free. All right? 
It's free. If you don't like it, don't watch it. If you don't like it, don't listen to it. Do not fucking rain on my parade. Do not fucking extinguish my buzz because this is something that I enjoy doing. And if you don't like it, don't watch it. Simple as that. I don't fucking care for your opinion unless it's constructive. Having said that, if you're watching it and giving us a bad opinion, you're still giving us a view, dickhead. What about you? I actually have a problem with one yeah, person. Many. Oh, yes, is it one. me? No, no. Are we? Are we finally? Are we facing off? Not this week. Okay, cool. I think last week was enough of you yelling at me. When was I yelling so, at you? Oh, when I did. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I still refuse to accept your fucking, yeah, anyway. So never met this person. Fucking hate her, them already. I know her name. And I'm going to call her out. Her name yeah. is Patricia. Now. Pat, you dirty scrag. What has she done? I have had my current mobile number for five plus years. Okay. And I am still receiving phone calls for Patricia from real estates in Perth. So I think this fucker is going around and giving her old number away. So because, you know, when you do go to house inspections or whatever, you give them your number. So I think that's what she's doing, what she, what she done be doing. And if Patricia, if I ever fucking meet you or find out what your number is, I'm signing it up to everything. I'm putting it all through a porn hub. I'm doing it. Pat, you're a dirty toe rag. Stop giving out the wrong fucking number. Yes. I used to give out like my number, but I just changed the last digit. The last digit. That's yeah. that's classy. That's classic and classy. But I'm getting more and more annoyed. So they're like, oh hello, is this Patricia? Can like, I no, can I can yeah. I devil's advocate for a second? Yep, yeah, go. We strongly apologize, Patricia, if you're dyslexic. <laughs> we, we also strongly apologize, Patricia, if you're sitting there going, why doesn't anyone ring me? <laughs> because her husband called me. Oh, like, that's right. Yeah. yeah dirty fucker. Pat, you're a dirty toe rag again. Sorry. <laughs> like, this is going back a couple of years now. And he was convinced that I was his wife until I asked for money. And he's like, oh, maybe you're not. Your like, the my wife knows that I don't have any money. You can't I told him, like, you're not my husband. He's like, oh, yes, I am. And I'm like, um, no, you're not. We could go all day if you want. And I'm like, fine, <laughs> send me money then. But yeah, Patricia, I fucking hate you. You fucking scrag. Mm -hmm. Stop giving out my number. Because if I you're find good. your actual number, I'm actually going to start. I'm going to sleuth this. I'm going to try and get Patricia. She obviously works in real estate because she goes there often. Thinking there's a Patricia in Western Australia that I'm gonna find, I'm gonna be like, change your fucking number, because whoever yeah. I call, whoever calls me and asks for Patricia, I'm like, no, you have the wrong number, and if you ever find Patricia, update the number because I'm getting the shits. And Patricia, yeah. I know you got my number. I know you got it. Fuck you, Patricia. You're a toe rag. You're an insignificant ass hair. You're an ass hat. Learn your number. Stop it. Hate you. 
is this going to be one of those episodes? <laughs> is this is this going to be the one that goes viral where like I it just says a dirty fucking lesbian has conniption fit on YouTube channel? <laughs> is it going to be the one? fuck you, Patricia? So, fucking dirty bitch! <laughs> You're a dirty bitch, Pat. Pat McGroin. <laughs> right up there with Pippa Froggett. <laughs> Pippa Froggett's fucking legend. Knock it off. <laughs> okay, so um, <clears throat> what are we up to now? We've done the pancreas. Um, yep. We're the, up to the three amigos. We are the three amigos. Cut out. Complete silence. I'm sitting in complete silence. Amigos. Yeah, I got amigos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> a little bit of the little bit of the plot. It's made in 1986. Three out of job actors travel to a Mexican village, thinking that they're being asked to reprise their famous roles as the Three Amigos, which is a silent film, uh, but find out that the village is being actually attacked by bandits. Um, El Guapo. El Guapo. What? So, Dusty Ray Bottoms, is that a homage to Dusty Bottoms? I never, because I've never seen it. So, when he said he was. I saw Dusty, and when when I saw Dusty Dusty Ray Bottoms, I went straight to Three Amigos in my head. So, okay. Maybe. Maybe. Because where else would. Yeah. And. Yeah, so it's Dusty Bottoms, Ned Nederland. I feel it should be pronounced Nederland, but it's Nederland. And Lucky Day, which is obviously Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Chevy Chase. Mm-hmm. And you can elaborate. I I watched it again because I had to. I mean, I actually went and saw this at the movies in like 1986, 87. Wasn't right. born then, but go on. Fine. <laughs> Just makes me more experienced. I don't get offended when you say, I just go, huh, it means I know more. Oh, yeah, um, you definitely know more. So um, you don't realise at the time until you watch it again. And I've watched it a couple of times, but not for a long time, at least 20 years. The scene where they're getting fired from the movie company, mm-hmm. the amount of talent in that room I know. was unbelievable. I Joe know. Mantegna. Uh, Phil Hartman, John Lovitz, and the three stars. Like, mm-hmm. I was I was sitting there watching it this morning going, Jesus, they have no, no one had any idea what kind of genius was in that room yeah. when they were filming that movie. It was unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, a lovely little Mexican girl and her little Mexican brother, um, their town of Santa Poco. Is it Santa Poco? Yeah. Uh, is being um, basically destroyed by their Mexican overlord, El Guapo. Go to a movie and they see uh, the three amigos in the movie. And I actually thought of you when I said to you last week, you know, not being able to distinguish the real world from the movie and crossovers and stuff. So <laughs> she uh, sends a telegram. Basically, she believes that they're these great let's save the world people Mm -hmm. 
and they um, ask they ask them to come down to help. Um, there's a German guy who makes El Guapo uh, scared. I don't. Now that I've seen it again, I'm not entirely convinced that his character was necessary. Okay. Okay. Um, they uh, have their showdown with El Guapo's guys. They believe that they're actually doing a show as in an entertainment show. The guys go, this is stupid. Let's get out of here. They think um, everything's all great. And then the next day, El Guapo turns up with like 30 of his little minions with him. And then uh, one of them shoots Lucky in the arm. Mm -hmm. And when um, Steve Martin goes over to talk to them and then he realizes that it's actually real. And then he's explaining it to the other two and they're having their little crying moment. Still made me chuckle. <laughs> um, I mean, I know my opinion. We both know that our opinions do not always mesh. What did you think? Um, so it had its moments. It was funny. And they were very lax about the whole raping thing. Like El Guapo is going to make you his bride. And then she's like, so I'm going to tell you how El Guapo m makes love. And she's like, do you know anything about foreplay? Like, no, good. Now that does El Guapo. And I'm like, they're very lax about that sort of topic. And I get it was supposed to be a funny movie, but like the whole, she was almost a child, I guess. A little bit child brideish, but anyway, it it was a different time in uh, 1986. I don't know about it. Um, thank you, Winston or Phineas, whoever that was. That was Winston. So, <laughs> um, look, I liked it, and I'd probably give it three and a half toasts. That's great. I mean, it gave us, and I still have used this from time to time, you son of a motherless goat. I still, I have been known to use it probably in the last five years. Because <laughs> they're actually going to get uh, Steven Spielberg to produce this movie, to direct this movie, sorry. Uh, but he chose E.T. instead. Well, that kind of worked out for him, Probably a better choice. <laughs> <laughs> probably. But, uh yeah, uh, I'm your Stevie Spielberg. Well done. Good choice. Um, I liked it. I still like it. I if if you if if I was to be rating it, mm -hmm. um, I would probably give it three and a half. Yeah. Okay. I mean, when they're singing, when they're camping out at night, mm. when the animals are coming to watch them and stuff, I forgot. I forgot that scene was in it, and it's still cute. Yeah, the horses like the horses Yeah, and it captures all three of their talent. You know, they actually can all sing pretty well. Um, uh, when they're describing what they do, and they're like, "My little buttercup," <laughs> like <laughs> when they're in the bar. Um, yeah. Still a good movie. So next week, uh, next episode, sorry, next, not next, um, is it next week? Probably. Um, is going to be Father of the Bride 1. Mm -hmm. 
So if you just want to do Father Bride, Father of the Bride one and two, I'm happy with that. I can do two. Sure. Sure. Um. Yep. Yeah, so Father of the Bride one and two, and then mm-hmm. we'll be going on to Only Murders in the Building after Expo. I actually thought you were going to say, and then we'll be going on tour <laughs> to Melbourne. <laughs> That's what tour, I thought you were going to yeah. say. Okay, actually, I no, I take that back. Where is she going with this sentence? <laughs> we're, we're, we are. We're going on tour to Melbourne for the weekend. <laughs> um, so if you want to come say hello, yeah, come and say hello. Yeah. If you can't find us, if you can't find me, if you want to just say hello to me and tell Heidi to go fuck herself, if you can't find me in the actual hall, I'll be out having a smoke. Not yeah. gonna lie. Yeah. Um, so that brings us to RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under season three, which premiered on Friday. Yep. It sure yep. did. I don't okay, I don't know if it's because it's the Australian, but I'm invested. Oh, I just said the same thing to my wife last night when we watched it. I went, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I mean, I don't know if it's because we've got like nine degrees of separation from these queens now. I don't even think it's nine degrees. It's like one degree. But do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like we're that, we're kind of in in the mix with them. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I I am in. I'm in. I just want to go through the entrances. So Hollywood Star sure. and who and who they are. So Hollywood Star, I met at Drag Expo in Melbourne, Melbourne the previous year. year. She was in my book that I had, but I didn't get her to sign it because she was kind of, she had on, she was kind of walking around with that air of London noir. Like I didn't feel I could approach her. That was the vibe I got from her okay. as well. Okay. And then I got the vibe when they went into the, because I remember Hollywood stuff from last year too. And then so when, that when must have been when she just room, started. Mm. Because she's only done it for a well, year. Well, then maybe it was months. nerves. Could have been more than standoffish. Maybe it was nerves because it may have been the first big drag thing that she had done. Mm. But she is actually an an entertainer. So she was in a touring, some big theatrical production that was touring. I can't remember what it is. Um, So she actually has like musical theatre experience. So then comes in. The ever acclaimed Ashley Madison. Now we're go- we're probably going to be meeting her in two weeks, so I'm going to go. Well done for getting on Drag Race. I'm sure that she regrets wearing those pants. I don't know why no one told her. Maybe they wanted to set her up for failure. But if she just patted her ass, they probably wouldn't have fell down. But she had a flat exactly. pancake ass. Exactly. Also, coming out of the gate with the allegations, like... Not going to make yourself any friends or fans there, sugar tits. So then floor, Guatemalan, got attacked by a fly. Are you afraid of my Guatemalaness, my heat, (laughs) my natural heat? Also, they sat to the left this time. Usually they sit to the right. No, they always sit to screen left. In all stuff, in in, in down under... because oh right, and down under. Everything's opposite. Everything's opposite. backwards. The toilets everything's go backwards. backwards. Everything. Mm-hmm. Um Ivory Glaze does not this like year's Ashley Yuri. You, you this year's Yuri. Yeah. Throwing it out there. Doesn't yep. like Ashley already. Nope. 
Um, Amal forgets her line. Thought that was fucking hilarious. Forgot a line. Forgot just about everything in her confessionals. Ivana Drink, uh, Anita's partner. I've written in brackets. My favorite. I am. I have her in the meh category. I have other favorites. And I thought you would immediately put Hollywood star in your bottom because of the shade she threw at Spanky Jackson. Mm-hmm. I heard it that. It is my like, mission. It is my mission this season to will Hollywood star out before the top three. Okay. Yep. Then we had Isis Avis Loren. Mm-hmm. Uh, her nose contour annoys me. Mm. Giving me Miss Cracker vibes. Mm. Um, and then also made a comment about Ashley's reputation being a bitch. Yes. That's the second queen to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, read a menu. Then bumper love. 51. Looks great. Black don't crack. Great. Polynesian bitch. My wife's 51. But then Ashley called her delusional because Bumper Love is, was, was Ashley's ex-boss. I don't know. Shade starting early. I think that's oh, why I'm very, in. I think that's why I'm in too. Um, yep. Then Gabriella Labucci. Came in as a knitting basket, basically. I wrote she came in with thoughts on her boobs. Oh, yeah, because she squeezed her. She had. Whoopee cushions on her boobs. Yeah. Um, and Hollywood, being Hollywood, is a bit shady towards her. The friendship bracelets were a bit cute. I thought it was cute too. Ungrateful hoe bags, the fucking lot of them. And floor, like, just fucking putting it, like, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, fuck. You don't have to be that much of an asshole. Like, you know that, here's the thing, they know that people are going to see this shit and they fucking do it anyway. It doesn't make us like you. No. It makes us think that you're an asshole because we actually do. I'm not on the floor train. No, neither am I. Not on it. No. So I'm just confused. Did Ashley borrow her clothes? Why aren't they fitting? We, we were talking about this this morning, right? And my wife came up with a very interesting, she said to me, she said, how much notice do they get? between you're on Drag Race to filming, right? Um, well, it's like we three people, or four weeks. If we go up, people, yeah, but when you audition, you have to basically have your outfits ready to go. Yeah, but you can make amendments. Of, co- of course you can. So but- maybe this was just one of those things where someone goes, you know what, I've got something else for you, and then they didn't have the time to do the fittings and the alterations and don't or take it. it. Was. Don't take it. Well, exactly. Like, at least try everything on before you throw it in a suitcase. It's silly. Also, they have sewing machines in the workroom. So you could have, unless she doesn't know how to sew. Well, see, the other thing is that she wouldn't have been able to do that until she got into the workroom. And by then the look would have happened and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, get some fucking, you know, your pillows in the hotel. Fucking cut them out. Cut the shit out from whatever it is. Pack it into like a stocking or something like that. Shove it down your fucking back of your pants so that way you can fill the pants out. Mm-hmm. And then, like, what was the white thing she was wearing under I'm it? I'm guessing it was like stockings. 
of some form or like a sucky in for her pads I think like you know how they so maybe that I yeah it just yeah nah yeah I couldn't I was and her hair was horrible too what's the wig it was like a half mullet half Karen haircut I was very confused but she's been working in this industry for quite some time so I was a bit I was expecting more could she be this season's Spanky Jackson no She's got That's probably more Gabriella Labucci. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so too. But the thing about Gabriella Labucci, and I know this, is that her drag has always been Spanky Jackson-esque, but she's okay. kind of, she's gone with it. Yeah, nothing like, She hasn't that. gone like, I'm going to try and elevate my drag. She's like, you know what? You want to see bad drag? I'll fucking make sure you see bad drag, you know? Um, yeah, nothing wrong with so, that. No, but they've got, uh, she, her, she has a lovely personality. Uh, so does uh, Isis Avis. Whenever there's three names, I always end up getting them backwards. <laughs> Isis Loren Avis. Um, Isis Avis Loren. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's got a lovely personality. Bumper Love has a great. Bumper mm-hmm. Love's my favorite. But for several reasons, she may not win, and that's fine. She's a good human being. Um, I've heard stories about her. She, I think she owns a club in Melbourne, owns well, a drag's place in Melbourne. she's been someone's boss. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I was watching Art Simone uh, when they were doing the kick-ons introduction to them all. And she said, because she worked for her as well. Mm-hmm. And she was like, um, they gave them super. They gave, they paid for their makeup. They paid, for, she paid for their wigs. Like they, they were in employees rather yeah. than like she she was looking after them really really well um so that's always a bonus in my book plus you know what she's a 51 polynesian 51 year old polynesian woman i'm married to one of those i, so, I got, um, got me one so she's automatically going to be in like the top. yeah i think bumper loves like my favorites um read a menu yeah i could read a menu up there for favorites too not to um, win but yeah. yeah, I'm not saying that they're going to win. I'm just saying they're my favourites at the moment. Yeah. And I like Gabriella Labucci. Same. Um, and that's pretty much where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Ivory Glaze. Is it Ivory? Yeah. Ivory Glaze had um, already had a Yuri moment about self-doubt and everything. Um, I have a question, though. Um, and this is not throwing any shade to anybody. It's it's a simple question, right? If you're a banking type person and you're just doing drag on the sh- side for shits and giggles and you're not actually performing in clubs, why are you on the show? No. You're taking the spot of somebody who Correct. needs the exposure to be able to elevate themselves because this is what they do. This is who they are. This is how they live but you're just doing it for shits and giggles. I, I, I don't understand. More importantly, this information would not be new to RuPaul's producers. Uh, there's some accountability to be held on their behalf as well, because they also approved for this person to take the spot of somebody else. Now I'm going to say it, I, I've said it, but, I hope she does well. I hope that she goes, you know what? This is my life. Let's get rid of the boring nine to five job 
And I hope that she's fucking fierce. I really do. But I believe that you're wasting people's time at this point in time in the competition. Maybe she grows into her own over the next seven or eight episodes. I don't know. Maybe she goes out next week. I don't know. But it just, it, it, it's, it, you can't even say that it's not polished because for it to not be polished, there would have to be some kind of foundation and there isn't one. And this, Does that make sense? Well, this is what brings me to the performance challenge. So they had a yeah. performance challenge. They wrote the lyrics mm-hmm. um, and they did a performance. Has none of them ever lip synced before? I noticed that too, but I actually think that that could possibly come down to the end. They were, they're on like the world's smallest stage. She had 10 queens doing a fucking huge song and dance routine on a stage that's probably no bigger than my bathroom. You can't do that. Like it's almost like mm, the producers are setting this season up to fail. I hate to say it, but Hollywood star was the only one that I remembered. Um, and even on the runway, I'm unsure what uh, Rita Menu was wearing in the performance. She looked like she was wearing an intestine. Mm-hmm. Um, Ashley, again, your clothes didn't fit. Just makes me think that so you borrowed them or you couldn't fit them properly. Nipple um, gate. Uh, yeah, I just nipple. <laughs> Can we just, all right, I'm just going to prepare myself. I just hate that my nibbles were hanging out and on the stage again. Why? You know what the best part was? You know what the best part was? When RuPaul called her out. You were offered pasties and you said no. Yeah. But I also found this out today because I watched Kick-Ons mm-hmm. today as well. So it turns out that sometimes if the runway and the main challenge is all in the same day, because it's a long day, usually what happens is the challenge happens while RuPaul's actually in the dressing room getting made up for the main stage part, Mm -hmm. right? Because the reactions didn't make sense. Well, like you could see she had this look on her face like, I'm not very, very happy with this. Because I turned around to my wife and I went like this and went, Ru's not happy with Ashley Madison right now, right? Mm -hmm. And then it gets to the end of it and then like this and I'm like, they're like clapping and cheering and stuff. And I'm like, did I, did I miss something? But it turns out, yeah. So all of that happens and RuPaul watches from the uh, makeup room, the, the mm-hmm. change room, and then comes out and does the runway and, and, and does all of that. It kind of takes so, the specialty of it, but anyway. It does, but, you know, it just, <sighs> season one was okay. Season two was okay. Season three, I think I said in a previous episode, there are rumours around that they were only ordered for three seasons. Yeah. And it almost seems like the producers and the editors were told to fuck this season up so much that there is no chance of a season four. It just it seems like maybe that to me. Maybe they're trying to bring in the drama element a bit more to maybe. create more, but maybe RuPaul doesn't want to do it again. Then step aside and give it to somebody else. Give it to Spanky. Yeah. Yeah. Give it to Hannah. Give it to Maxie. Give it to somebody. Give it to Art. Like give it to somebody who is seasoned, who could probably do this. And you know what? 
I love RuPaul. I do. Really, really do. RuPaul has brought the, elevated the art of drag. Um, I loved RuPaul even before RuPaul was the RuPaul. All of that other stuff. You wanted to show the world the drag from Australia and New Zealand. And you've done that. You haven't committed 100% to it. What makes it even worse is you went on Graham Norton's show and called Down Under Drag Ratchet. Mm. We wear that with a badge of honour. The fact we acknowledge, like Australia and New Zealand acknowledge that drag's ratchet. That's part of its charm. But you don't need to go on to an international show where you're trying to promote your international show. And then it's, it's like, it's like one of those, you can, I can say whatever I want about my family, but don't you. Yeah. Right. Um, if the aim was to make sure that she didn't have to come down for RuPaul's Drag Race down under season four, I think she succeeded. I don't think it's going to get picked up for another season. I said this last season too, and then it was season three, but I don't think it is. But you know what? If you don't want to do it, why don't you do what you did with Canada and just give it to another drag queen? You may have even your closer. Problems. Yeah. You may have your issue with Courtney Act. That's fine. But you're telling me that somebody like, and I hate to say it because, you know, I've got a problem with Queen Kong's personality. Queen Kong. Swanky Jackson, Anaconda, um, Molly Pop. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Molly Pop. Like uh, Art Simone, Kidamine, Karen from Finance. I could see Karen from Finance hosting RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. Mm-hmm. Right? And all of those other names, I can see doing it. And you know what? They're going to be, they're going to know a lot more about the local drag scene. I'm still trying to get over Mar- Mario's wedding instead of her saying Muriel's wedding, but I'm actually disappointed in how this has all gone on from RuPaul and also kind of Michelle. Michelle's got a lot to answer for as well. Um, They need to rejig it. They need to revamp it. If it means that we go down to fucking Wollongong Town Hall and we just get a whole bunch of drag queens and we just sit there with our fucking phones recording it and then chucking it on YouTube and we're calling it something else, like I'm more than fucking willing to do that. You know, get fucking Roxy and um, Ella in on it and they can fucking host the shit or whatever it is and it can become an internet sensation and then it can get picked up by Stan or or whatever. Mm. But RuPaul and the producers and the editors, well, more the producers, not the editors, like the editors just do what they're told. It's almost like they're out to willingly destroy Australia and New Zealand drag for the rest of the world. I've said it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> so I was a little disappointed with Freedom Menu's runway. It was just a white corset with dragged fabric. If she had done shit in the performance, she'd definitely be in the bottom. Now, I get the white and the I, – I, I do understand the white and the blue uh, because they're the trans colours, mm-hmm. usually with the pink. With the pink. Correct. Um, I, I didn't understand. So... I think she got overlooked. Like, I think – yeah, I I don't know how she skated by in this one because while, and also I called this, I called who would be eliminated 
Did you? Yeah. I don't remember that. So when I was, when I read off the Queens. Mm-hmm. Of, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. You're right. You I did. did. Yeah. So when she was in the bottom, I was like, no, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry about it. Um, uh, you couldn't fault Hollywood star. She had a great performance against mediocre, might I add. And then she did have a great runway. It was, it was rainbow. Black it power. was black power. Yeah. It was, you can't, I'm sorry, but you can't did lose it, that. It didn't need the overcoat. I think the overcoat was too much at the beginning. It was too, too busy. But like, as soon as she took it off, I, I was just like, rock on. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when you represent black power in such a great way, uh, you're not going to lose. No. no. And... So I couldn't fault her, but you know what? Whenever someone wins the first challenge, usually they're born within the next two to three episodes. Can only live in hope. Mm. I I have equated her to a cross of Violet Chachki and Lux London Noir. Okay, but also okay. Let's go to the bottoms who were Ashley, um, Amel, and. Ivory Glaze and Ivory Glaze, who looked terrified the entire time, uh, was in the bottom with Amel. I'm sorry, but down under men at work to lip sync to? He's, so this is the thing, right? So it's episode one. RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under season three. Okay. We've had a little bit of drama. The runways were, eh. Right. Um, I know that they get asked to take their microphones off while they're performing because they don't want to break the microphones. And the last thing you want to hear is like a drag queen going, <laughs> like we're just trying to do it or whatever. Right. The scene is set, you know, the dun, 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 dun. Everything's all good to go. And then you hear, it wasn't even the remix version. No, there is so many other fucking songs you can listen to. Like, I said to my wife, 100%, I said this. I said, now that they've done our official national anthem, which you really can't lip sync to, next week has to be Dave Dobbin's Slice of Heaven. Oh, yeah. Or, um, it has to be. Don't worry, be happy. Could you imagine that? <laughs> but, you know. Look, I, I get they And they weren't, look, they can't perform. If you sing, if you're trying to lip sync with your tongue, we can't see that. Ivory Glaze was like, I'm like, I can't, I can't see. You gotta enunciate, enunciate those words. Yeah. So as as I heard the do, 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 yeah, I, I was like, oh my god, are you fucking for real? And then, as I said, I said to my wife, next week has to be, otherwise I quit. It has to be Dave Dobbin's Slice of Heaven because you cannot fuck over one country's national anthem and not fuck over the other country's national anthem. Sorry. No. It's just, yeah, that was shocking. I. They could have chosen something so much more current that was Australian. I am telling you, they are actively seeking to make sure this doesn't go to a season four. It this all depends. This season all depends on next week's lip sync song. <laughs> yeah, it's hanging off that one song. And if it if it is Dave Dobbin's slice of heaven, <laughs> final lottery ticket. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine drag queens lip syncing to 
She's a slice of heaven. Slice of heaven. (laughs) Moonlight over my horizon. She's a slice of heaven. Like I can't, but they have to do it. If they're going to fuck over one country's unofficial national anthem, they have to do the other one. Yeah. Well, what's that? Um, how bizarre. How bizarre. How bizarre. Ooh, it's just baby, so fucking. Baby. There's no. You got to have a tempo. Like you got to have either really slow or really yeah. fast. You can't have a middle mid-range song for a lip sync. So no. it it's it's all determined by next week's song. But you watch now, what's going to happen is because it was so bad and so poorly executed, it's probably going to be like the number one drag queen song taking over Padam Padam. Everyone's going to be like lip syncing to Down Under by Minute Work. Padam, padam, I want it up the bum. So, uh, no bueno with the lip syncing song for episode one. I would. Be very disappointed. Maybe they're saving Dave Dobbin's slice of heaven for the final lip sync. <laughs> What's next? Shut up in your face? Like, what, what else is there? Like, please. Anyway, so uh, long story short, <laughs> too late. Long story short, uh, Ivory Glaze wins and we say a goodbye to Amel. Either one could have gone, wouldn't have cared. Yeah. Even if it had, even if it had been a double elimination, I would have been like, eh. It's eh. <laughs> one less episode. Eh. Yeah. Actually, I would have liked the three of them to lip sync. I would have liked Ashley Madison in that one as well. Yeah, because all she would have been doing is like pulling the top up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so that was RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under season three and possibly the last season. Um, I'm I'm actually in my head while we're talking, thinking about let's just rent out Wollongong Town Hall, <laughs> get a whole bunch of drag queens to perform one each, film it, chuck it on YouTube, and watch it go viral. Done. Wonderful. We'll get in contact with Roxy and Ella and see mm-hmm. what we can do about that. We interrupt this broadcast for Cass's Conspiracy Corner. Let me tell you something. Cass's Conspiracy Corner. Corner. Yeah. Uh, this is the one that you requested. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm just going to give you the brief overview. We're going to talk this through. Okay. So we have known for a long time Area 51 uh all of those things you know is it a is it a a a balloon a weather balloon in the sky is it a spaceship all of that we're going with the alien conspiracy theory part of the reason why and Haley brought it to my attention i didn't know i didn't care so i'm going to read off this and then we're going to talk about it Mm -hmm. so three military veterans testified in congress's highly anticipated hearing on ufos on wednesday including a former Air Force intelligence officer who claimed that the US government has operated secret multi-decade reverse engineering program of recovered vessels, right? So basically he said that the US has uncovered or recovered non-human 
biologics from alleged crash sites. So he went from, the dude went from um, a major in the Pentagon's task force to becoming a whistleblower. Uh, the House Oversight Committee's National Security Subcommittee that he'd been denied access. He said that he had been denied access to some government UFO programs, but that he knows the exact locations of the things in the US possession. Okay. They actually had three people, two military, one something else, who testified in front of Congress. There's a part of me that believes that we are arrogant to believe that we are the only people in the universe. We're the only creatures in the universe. However, all three of them could not back up their words. They could not provide evidence. Is there extraterrestrial life out there? But of Probably. course they wouldn't be able to provide evidence. They would have had that confiscated or like how... Just but they couldn't off. provide, they could provide, provide the fucking locations then. Like, you know what I mean? Like you can but I was them- actually told by an American friend going like, you cannot argue the fact that they've said it, like they said it in front of Congress. I mean, people lie in front of Congress. But them it's known. testifying and saying this stuff has put them in 100% danger. Yeah. And then but, if, know, even if they say a location, what's going to stop the government from moving it? Well, this is correct. And as I said, it, it would be downright arrogant for us to believe that we are the only living creatures in the known universe, right? I believe they found insect material on Mars about 15, 20 years ago. Maybe I'm wrong. So there is other life out there. Whether or not they're little green men, I don't know. They'd have to adapt to whatever planet they're on. So whether yeah. that be the fact that they're green because of some issue with the sun, I don't, I don't know. But mm-hmm. uh, chances are, look, I, I've, I've been, I've jumped both sides of the coin on this because I've been like trying to think things realistically from both sides. No, nah, aliens are real. They're real. There is every chance that they do have something that they're not willing but that they're not willing to tell the world about but at the same time wouldn't you americans being how they are wanting to be right about every single thing and being on the top of the world like why aren't they going look we actually found the shit but then you it goes into the whole conspiracy theory of did uh neil armstrong land on the moon or was it a set in hollywood like it's one of those things where you can provide the evidence, but will anyone believe it? Because that, that, they're the going to call of, it manufactured. Yeah, exactly. And unless you're physically in front of whatever's just landed and you open it up and there's a little green man in there, even so, mm-hmm. if I come home and tell you, you're probably not going to believe me because you weren't there. Yeah. You didn't physically see it. And it's yeah. hard to tell these days with, um, you know, the CGI, and CGI all of that stuff. Um, in, in the Rocky movies, the CGI is just unbelievable, but <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but you know, like, it's just, it's hard to believe wait, 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 wait. all the CGI in the world still doesn't make Sylvester Stallone a good actor. <laughs> like I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> um, you know, we just watched the three amigos, the CGI wasn't that great either. 
you know. I know, right? It's everywhere. But anyway, yeah. so 100%, there has to be something else out there. I just think they fly over and go, you guys are fucked, and then just keep going. So yeah. people. Yeah. I should have made a right turn at Uranus instead of a left. Yeah, 100%. There is something out there. But it may well be one of those things of, and it's, we laugh and say like they've probably gone overhead and gone, nah, fuck this and taken off or whatever it is. Maybe they're not ready to meet us yet. Me. Um, maybe they're actually more scared of us than we could ever possibly be of them. I mean, we're, we're killing each other. Um, um, they put Elon Musk here because I think Elon Musk is the rejected alien. Like he's the dumb one out of all of them. He's so the one that John West rejected, right? Yeah. So they sent yeah. him here and he's like, oh, you guys, you haven't even got like battery powered shit. You're just, you know, going off natural resources. We should probably change that before you use them all up and kill the planet. So he's sort of given us like a heads up, like maybe we should fix this. But I reckon he's the dumb one. I reckon he's not allowed to go back. I think that's why he wants to go into space so hard because he wants to get back to wherever he's com- he comes from. That's, yeah. They're already here. I, I, I have no doubt that they're already here. Oh, 100%. Um, but, I say a hundred percent, like I actually mean a hundred percent. That's just a thing. Um, yeah, I, it, it, we can't possibly be the only living beings, whatever form they're in. I'm sure they exist. Um, but having said that, okay, this thought entered my head. What if they're not advanced enough to get their asses over here? Um, I have a question though. I have a question though. Why is it all of these extraterrestrial alien spaceship encounters only ever happen in America? Well, they probably happen here, but no one cares about us. We're ratchet. They well, think we're made that. up. They think we're made. America thinks we are made up. Well, maybe they think that we're the aliens. We probably. Are. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. I found this out today. Okay, this is how much Americans are up their own ass. I mean, I love some of my best friends are Americans, yes, and I love you all. There. And some of you know, but okay. So, the FINA World Swimming Championships are on. And you know what? Australia was going great until China won every gold medal in the diving pool. But that's a different story, right? So usually how you decipher the winning country in the medal tallies is it goes by gold medals only, right? Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter how many silvers or bronze, it's how many gold you won. That's how the ladder goes, okay? So two days ago, Australia was on top with, I want to say 12 gold medals at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, China was on three and the US, no, China was on five and, and the US were on three, right? So, and I think there was a country in between. So that does not, so that means that by however many hundred, like a hundred odd years that the Olympics has been going, Commonwealth Games, all of those other things where gold medal is determines which country is the best at the, the games, right? That formula has never changed. So Australia is on top with 10 or 12 gold medals, blah, 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 yada, yada. Because the US were not on top because they hadn't won gold medals, they decided to show the medal tally from the amount of total medals won, (laughs) right? Meaning that because they came second and third a lot, they actually were at the top of the table with 29 medals in total and Australia were third or fourth on the list with like 18. Don't get prizes for fourth. Right? So that's what the US do and think. So 
They've, they've changed the format of every single kind of sporting function you could ever possibly imagine where medals are awarded so they could put themselves back up on top. So this is a country that could very well have made up aliens and all of that and only ever had them come to visit the US because they believe the rest of the world doesn't exist. <laughs> size-wise, this is to any Americans who are listening. Country size-wise, the United States and Australia are very similar in size. In fact, there's only 1 million square kilometres that uh, affect the difference between the US and Australia, and that's the US is bigger by 100 million, uh, sorry, 1 million square kilometres. And I also right? understand that we did horrible things as well. However, we did do horrible things. I just want to say I also understand that we lost a war to emus. I get it. And we built a fence to keep rabbits out. Yeah. The population of the US is sitting around 310, 320 million. Australia is probably 26 to 27 million in population. Yeah, and that. Uh, and we're still beating yeah. you in swimming. <laughs> and we have officially, because I think everything's over now, we have officially kicked your ass by uh, more than two times. Uh, China had 1.6 billion and only beat us by, I think, three gold medals. And that was, they, they were quite far down in the thing. And then they won pretty much every diving event. When I say that it's arrogant for us to think that there is nobody else out there in the universe, um, it goes along with the arrogance of the United States who believe that there's nobody else outside of the United States. Um, breakthroughs in modern science and all of that have not been coming out of the United States. <laughs> um, uh, you know, but they've also had the money and all of that to back themselves up with the space race and, you know, outer, outer space and, you know, the International Space Station, all of that other stuff. That's fine. Um, when it comes to aliens, I'm on the fence. I mean, I'm one of those, if you prove it to me, I'm on board. Um, because alien, okay. This is the best way to do it. This is this is the best way to think about it. This is me, right? You can't you can't prove to me if God does or doesn't exist, right? If you mm -hmm. prove it to me that God does exist, I'm on board. If not, I'm happy either way. Same thing with aliens. Unless okay. you can actually show me physical evidence that this is real. I'm 100% on board. If it's not real, I'm okay with that too. Do I think that there's possibly life out there? Yeah, I do. But, you know, don't put it under cloak and daggers. Like people actually have people actually have a right to know this stuff. And for the United States, if they do have this stuff to hold it so close to their chest for people to not be able to be prepared for anything that could possibly happen is actually quite dangerous. But we already know that the United States is a loaded gun. They would much rather protect, you know, the rights of gun owners than innocent children who are getting slain. So. Breach. You know, I mean, I love them, but fuck them. You know, I, I only like I mean, some of them. I only like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm the same. And, you know, this is a country that willingly acknowledges that they are homophobic, transphobic and all of that and still have no problem with it. You know, they have no, 
people are innocent people are getting fucking murdered every single day just for being for themselves but you know what let's just protect everybody from the possible alien shit we've got you know what along with patricia united states is right up there with the hate ass hats fuck you patricia marco we're gonna okay. uh, we are well they're gonna we're gonna find out if aliens are real because they're gonna set the aliens after me they're gonna come like visit us i slagged off goodbye. an entire i slagged off an entire nation pretty good right yeah what are you can do it's just a yeah that's just called sunday afternoon really well it is my house. really yeah shall we do the local drag shows yes we shall okie dokie all righty so we got something a little new uh, Elawara and Roxy Horror from down Dugong Way is doing a Drago Bingo fundraiser on the 18th of August from 7 to 10.30 at Steelers Function Room in, is it Burrell Street, Burelli. Wollongong? Burelli Street, Wollongong. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an 80s themed one. So come along dressed up or in bright colours ready to play bingo with the queens. There's going to be bingo, games, canapes, music and lucky door prizes. Um, they got um, uh, the tickets are limited and they're available for $59. Okay, so that'll actually be a little bit of fun. Uh, there's a little bit of a QR code situation down the bottom of the thing, but uh, I'm sure Haley can chuck that up somewhere. We'll get that all sorted out. Mm-hmm. So for the regular drag shows for Sydney and Melbourne, on Thursdays from 7 p.m., drag bingo with Tina Bickey and Diana says at the Imperial. Thursdays from 10 p.m. Intergalactic with Space Horse, who I'm so excited. I'm going to probably see again in Melbourne. I love her. Eli Crawford and Tina Bicky. Saturdays, 8 9 p.m. Slayer on Saturdays with Maxi Shield and Gabe Woods at the Oxford. Thursdays from 7.30 p.m. Trivia with Jackie Daniels at Kinsella's. And Fridays uh, at the Oxford, RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under Viewing Party with Felicity Frocaccino. Fuck my drag, right? because I still, I look at that every now and then in our messages. In Melbourne, Thursdays from 9pm, Hey Henny at Circuit with a rotating cast. Fridays from 7.30pm, RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under Viewing Parties, screenings at Molly's Bar and Diner. Wednesdays, Drag Bingo at Molly's Bar and Diner with Isis Avis Loren from RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under Season 3 and Jemima Handful and Miss J. Wednesdays is New Gigs on the Block, hosted by Holly Day Night at Circuit. With a cycle of three superstars, Aboleth Adams, Ruby Princess, and Jar Jar Lugosi. How is that? It's a mouthful. Mm. If you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to hit like and subscribe and hit the little bell for notification. Going back to what I said at the beginning of the show, I honestly mean this. If you have something constructive to say that you do not agree with on this show or you do not like, please, by all means, put it in there. If you're going to be a mean, nasty fucker, fuck off. Yeah, monkey number five. Yeah. This stinks. You, We shower before each podcast, so how can I, you smell us? I do. I shower before we record each podcast. Correct. Even if I had a shower that morning, I still shower. This is not 4D smell-o-vision, but you know what? I do it because I want to look nice and fresh for you people because I don't do the makeup thing or anything like that. This is me. This is what I look like in real life to you off the camera. But anyway, so if you have something constructive to say or there is anything that you would like to add or there is anything that you would like to possibly change and it's constructive, we're going to take it on board. And if we agree, 
we're going to try and do it. We're going to adapt. We're adaptable people. So hit like and subscribe. Hit the bell for notification. We really should put that subscribe thing flashing up somewhere at some point, but whatever. Uh, and uh, if you are listening to us through a podcast platform, i.e. iTunes or Spotify, uh, please give us five stars, leave a review. The same thing goes for that that it does for YouTube. Please be constructive. If you're going to be an asshole about it, I have the power to remove that stuff and I will because I don't want negativity of any kind. Uh, what else is there? Uh, any drag queens who would like to come on, uh, please DM us on Insta at Drag Me Artificial. We want to know about you. We want to put you out there in the world as well. Um, I'm still brewing on this idea about the town hall thing. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and just thank you, everybody, who have actually been nice to us. We really do like it and appreciate it. Hayley, uh, have you got anything? Fuck you, Patricia. Pat, you're a toe rag. You are such a toe rag, hate Pat. You. We, we, we hate you. We hate Pat. you. Toe rag. Bitch. Stop using Haley's number. Fucking yeah. Jockey. yeah. So thank you, everybody. And we will come back next week for uh, RuPaul Dra- RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under Season 3, Father of the Bride 1 and 2 with Steve Martin Short. Um, probably some other stuff. Uh, I don't know. Maybe a new segment. I don't know. Like yeah. maybe something may pop up. I don't know. We may have a special guest. We may not. The only way you're going to find out is to tune in or to listen to us. So, yeah, just thanks for everybody. We love you all, except those ones who say bullshit, rude fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.